Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another Supercoach Insider podcast. My name is Swizz, here to talk Road to Round 1, Reviewing Your Teams Part 2. February the 13th, so we're 31 days out right now from the start of the season and the lock, first lockout. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to creep up on us. You know, Right now, we're, I think, 12 teams through our team, re, um, team summaries. So we'll be finishing off that, and then we'll be into the preseason games, which I think is the first weekend or around Feb 23rd or 24th. Might be the Thursday, Friday around there. So, yeah, we're only a couple of weeks away from seeing some footy. As always, thank you for all the support from the community. In particular, today, uh, Phantom listed us as the number 32 most influential uh, super coach AFL fantasy people out there. So appreciate that shout-out from him. Um, and all all the support, all the messages we constantly get. Um, thank you to Splash Vodka, as always. You know, we can't do that without the support of our sponsors, so thank you. And as always, check us out on all our social media platforms. Swizz26, if you want to uh, connect directly with me or Supercoach Insider 100, um, part of that um, Phantom Review, I did shout out uh, a few other podcasts and people that should be acknowledged, so definitely check them out. And also check out his list of top 40. Some great content there for those people who are into their AFL Fantasy and Supercoach. Um, you've also got TikTok these days, um, so doing some great stuff there. YouTube, Stitcher, Twitch, and uh, Spotify and SoundCloud. So yeah, definitely check those out. All right, so we are reviewing your team so we're going to start off and we've got Mitch's up here you can see he's got eighteen thousand dollars now first thing i'll sit there and say is money in the bank really good discussion i know chris and i were having this discussion the other day how much is too much he was even debating at one point going up to as close to 300k um, my theory on that is um, whatever kind of i think the first base is twenty two thousand because that takes your 102k rookie up to the 123.9 i think it is um so in case like jury or somebody like that doesn't work out, you've always got that option to get up there. Um, but it should be as, about, um, as much cash as you need to sort of make some of those, if you're on those fence 50-50 decisions. Now, I try to start the more expensive players. For example, let's say it's wits versus English. Um, I'll try to start a wits um, knowing that I can always go down. Now, I don't really want to trade premiums. I'm just using that as an example. But for example, Chris is looking at, say, Sheed versus Setterfield. So he's leaving enough cash to start Sheed to make sure he can still get up to Setterfield if Setterfield was to fire those first couple of rounds. Now, the argument would be just start Setterfield. But um, yeah, if there's a player you kind of like more, you usually start them. But yeah, you just you want a little bit for those correction trades. So potentially you want to make two correction trades. So um, if you double that 22 figure, it might be 44K um, in the bank. Um, I know a lot of people like the perfect team and try to get down to zero, and we all want the cert, you know, certain players in. And when I um, release my team later today, uh, you'll definitely see that you know there's a couple of decisions I've made where I've, my cash has got down to about $800. So um, I kind of really want to correct that, but at the same time, there is certain players I like. All right, so to start off with Mitch here, very different backline first. And it's good because there's some very similar teams here and some very different. I think Chris and I might have about four players different. I think two weeks ago, Ben and I had about four players different. So um, there's always players we're going to like, and a lot of the Supercoach community are going to have similar teams. Um, but I do like the odd pod come up. There's no right or wrong answers unless the players like severely had a big role change or is injured. Um, you know, you pick a strategy that you like, but, um, yeah, it, it, I think the main thing is that 
if you're if you've seen something you're confident with go with it and that you know obviously we're here to guide but yeah you know back yourself in and uh, we saw abdul last year backed himself in with a few real roughies and definitely um you know paid off for him and that and you know nearly took out the at the price so um you know i can sit there and say oh you know sad and ridley now nah, you'd rather dock it in stewart yeah of course but there are reasons why they could go well we know the bombers back line uh they do uh get their fair share of points we've seen that with redmond and um last year and ridley before that and then sad um naturally had that big year last year we know zach williams is out he definitely scores a lot better so yeah i like something different and it's that kind of cheaper version to those big five premiums personally i like the five big premiums in your sinclair sicily doherty stewart and dawson uh, probably in order at the moment i've got stewart um then dots uh, dawson doherty and then sicily sinclair but yeah there's no reason why those two don't look good in your back line we talked about captain's options the other day i think clary is as safe as you can get so definitely one um, worthwhile having um even if it's not clary i think you need either a laird or possibly a neil but uh, with 50 percent of the comp going to have clary to lock in he does play quite a few late games early on in the season so i think he's as safe as house is there um finn callahan he's been bouncing in and out of my side as well so i kind of like that that setup that you've got going uh who else do we have here? So your Rux Marshall Lyson. Now Lyson's a good discussion at the moment with English and he's, I think, third soft tissue injury this summer. He's uh, definitely come out of favour for a lot of people, including myself. So is it Darcy Cameron who's carrying injury? Is it Lyset, um, who, who could be this year's uh, Jared Witts? Or do you go the safety of a Jared Witts? Uh, there's a lot of up and air for the Rux, so I don't mind that. It's just what's your backup plan? Um, obviously much easier to go Darcy Cameron and then if he goes down and Lysett fires easy to go that way but you know he Lysett could definitely be a good performer he's not a huge scorer like he's not going to go like 105 but he has gone that sort of 94 to 100 before is it enough is the question um, but is that enough like with the Rux this year are we expecting the Rux to go 110 I think a lot of them are going to go around that 100 mark anyway so you are saving money with him uh, midfield love it um, a lot of people are now going that four deep i've come along round to that uh, cunnington i'm not a hundred percent sold because i think north melbourne have a lot of midfielders but i definitely understand the pick there so fergus green's another good one and i think i've seen him appear in a couple of the teams we talked about him on the hawthorne pod uh, 25 year old mature age played five games at the bulldogs last two years has been at box hill has been part of their system uh, so with Gunston going out, there's definitely a role for him at some point throughout the year, possibly at the start. So um, yeah, I like that one on the bench. Nice start off there. Uh, we move into Corey. So Corey here might be a little bit hard to see because, but we've got uh, he's gone Dawson. He's also gone Sard again. Um, Goda, we've got a few questions about because he seems to be playing in the B team in match sim. Uh, so maybe have a look at options there if you've got a bit of cash maybe up to Caulfield that's the one where we're saying you know go the more expensive person uh, McKenna versus Wilmot's going to be a great discussion because I don't think we can start both I think Wilmot's looking more likely to be in that sub um, candidate McKenna I'm warming to more because he's looked like he's got that role half back slash running through the midfield just hasn't able to find the ball so far in match sim so um, one to watch through the preseason but yeah obviously if he looks 
fit and firing and, and getting a bit of that ball, he's going to come into a lot of teams. Uh, the four big dogs, Laird, Oliver, Miller, and Bont. I love Took. looks so fit at the moment. Talked about him the other day. Uh, you know, he's averaged 124 and 120, but outside a couple of uh, slow games there, um, I think in patches he was averaging about 130s. Maybe it was 128 last year and 131 the year before. So definitely no reason why he can't be up there again. He could potentially be the number one scorer. Next to him is who I think will be the number one scorer this year is Bont, as long as he plays pure midfield. Um, huge on that. So like that, again, Marshall Cameron as your rucks. Uh, the three big dogs, but this time it's Flanders and Allen. We've talked about Flanders in the Gold Coast pod. Um, had some good VFL numbers early in the year. Came in. Can he make that transition to a, as that fourth or fifth midfielder? I'm not sold on it at the moment. Um, but at least with Flanders' price, it's easy to go down to a Bruce or a King or something like that. So as we say, yep, the more expensive guys does make life easier. All right, who we have now? We've got, so that's Corey. So this is Ben. Um, start again. That's a three starts in a row. Uh, I guess this is with Zach Williams news going down. Average awesome last year with Williams out. 567. Doctor playing in the midfield. So, yeah, no, it's a, it's an it's interesting pick. Maybe is Brayshaw the other option there at 550? Um, role dependent. So something to think about. But, yeah, no, like that. Again, that we talked about Godard. Um, just watch him because how North are going to set up. There's a lot of talk about now Zeeble getting his old role back as well. Be interesting that Clarkson would go down that road because you know he's obviously got a free hit this season, but um, it's definitely some food for thought. Um, we've got yeah, Clary Bont, Cripps, a little bit um, like value in this uh, midfield. Tommy Mitchell, I know Chris is big on him. I'm not 100% sold. I think he's obviously going to have a spike because more CBAs, but just the way Pies play, is he going to really get back to that high scoring? But, you know, at 528, if he can get anywhere close to 110, it's a great value pick. Paddy Cripps, I think without um, Hewitt and Walsh to start off with, is going to start well. He has been in my side quite a bit. Um, he's out at the moment, but I do really like the Cripps pick. Uh, so, pretty good there. This is a bit different, Blitzarf. So, he actually started in my side. Um, if I knew he was playing pure rock or pure midfield, yeah. Yeah, but I, I just think he's a bit of a miss to fix it. But he's pretty reliable. We know he's one best of Ferris. He, he scores around the 100 mark. Um, I'm not 100% completely sold on that. But, you know, not too bad. Winghagen has been used as a tagger in the past, but... Um, yeah, that's an interesting one as a mid-price. At least, again, 266, you've got the option to go down if that doesn't look like um, working out. Um, Saints should have a few players back, Hunter Clark, Caulfield. Uh, so how that all sort of formulates and how Ross Lyon puts their team together. Um, some, not as much news coming out of the Saints midfield as we would like, so that's one to definitely watch. But no, no, it, it's quite interesting there. Okay, uh, I think it's a Tello. Sicily, yes, finally seeing him in a side. Um, I haven't had him in my side once. I've had all the other four four big dog defenders, but I haven't yet. Um, but nothing wrong with the pick. We saw what he did last year. He's just the sort of player that's not going to go huge. Like He's not going to put out a 150 and hurt you um, if you don't start him. But as a guy that could definitely you know, average 115, 120 and keep his price, absolutely he could. Um, Hawthorne are going to see more ball. Doesn't look like he's going to go near that forward line, so no reason not to um, you know be scared off of him. But at the same time, I just I think you know 
Doherty, Stewart have shown in the past that they can go 150s, and that scares me if I probably don't start one of them because they could price you out at the same time. Sicily's less likely to go drop a lower score because he's going to see so much ball intercept marking, kickouts, all that sort of um, great super coach scoring, um, you know, the points accumulation that we love to see compared to, you know, Doherty, potentially, if he's in different roles, might, and then Stewart always seems to either get injured or put one stinker in. So uh, Charlie Dean, take him out. He's on the long-term injury list, so that's a big one. Uh, Butters, I would probably start him in your forward line, but we'll have a look at that at the moment. Um, Brayshaw, Chris has been pretty big on Brayshaw. Their, their start to the season definitely is in that mix with Steele and Cripps, so I don't mind that. Um, let's have a look at that forward line and see why can't Butters fit in there. Yeah, the Grundy's a good one. Um, I actually, and straight off, I don't like the five pick that much. He's going to be playing more forward. Like, I'm not going to knock people starting him, but I just don't see him as good as some of these other mid-prices. Um, for a guy, yeah, if he's going to fall on, I think, depending on how much cash, and I don't know if you, yeah, 27,000, could you get um, Butters in the forward line and five up to... Oh, you've already got Dom Sheet. I was going to say, could you get Dom Sheet in there? But you do already have him. Well, that's an interesting one because, um, yeah, even if it was the case, I'm trying to think, is Butters, well, would Butters be more worth to be Tom um, Tom Mitchell or Tom Green in that? Um, so that's probably something to think about as well. Um, yeah, I'm just not 100% sold on the five pick. But at the same time, you know, he's been a champion for so long. So it wouldn't surprise me. The rest of the rookies and that, it looks pretty solid. That, that's, a, that's probably the only thing that stands out there for me. Uh, we got Corey uh, Kotze now. Again, Cicely Stewart. So you've got two of the big guys down there. Um, so it's interesting. Some people going those big guns. A lot of other, some other people going more value. Uh, forward line, very similar. Dunkley, Cornelia, Taranto. It's either if you've got the you've got the three or other people have Rosie or we saw Butters there and they actually go the four or maybe a Cunnington or Zeeble type. And then, you know, your Allens and McLeans Bruce's, Flanders, Kings, it seems to be very similar um, sides there, so that's no problem. English, I want to own, it's just those soft tissue injuries that are going to worry me, uh, and then very similar, a lot of people are going to have Ashcroft Phillips, M7, M8, I did toy with Phillips M9, but I think he's going to score too well that I don't want him sitting on my bench, so very structure, very similar to some of the other teams we've already seen there. Again, and it depends on how deep you want to go. I don't mind Green Mitchell. Hopper and Sheed seem to be very popular at five and six as well. So, yeah, no, pretty stock standard there. Uh, we're moving on to Tim. Uh, so we've got Doherty. Here we, here we go. Now we've got the Brayshaw. We've got Ridley. So these are those more mid-price and cheaper defenders and that. Um, Brayshaw, yeah, if he gets the right role, especially we'll talk about the other day, you know, how he fits in with those CBAs and, you know, with Salem and, and Bally and, and how he has to, you know, play the roles. I, I pointed out that in wins, not in wins, in actually the top teams, when he plays the top teams, he averages so much better than he does against the lower teams. I don't know exactly the breakdown off the top of my head, but um, they do, yeah, if they're going on a run where they're playing soft teams, for whatever reason, it just seems Brayshaw doesn't score that well. Like outside that Essendon game where he took, you know, 45 marks and scored like 170 super coach in that so yeah most of the other ones just have a have a look at that but i i think brayshaw depending on his role yeah he's a, he's a solid pick ridley yep no problems with that um 
as we move through some of the other there for Tim, Oliver Bont Parish is the first time we've seen him. He's in that mix again with that steel um, Crips pick. Um, Brayshaw, so uh, I know Parish getting a little bit more love because they do have that softer start to the year, and we know he can rack it up, and we think he should get the keys to the midfield. Uh, Warple appearing for the first time, not as in love with the Warple pick as I am, maybe like a Sheed, but you know, again, it's probably his last opportunity. So if Warple does get in that midfield and is number two to Newcomb, um, definitely we've seen in the past he can you know average around that 90 mark so it's not terrible I just don't like it compared in saying that it's not like I'm in love with the sheet pick either because he hasn't really shown it at AFL level really good waffle numbers um, and was a good midfielder as a rookie coming through but I'm just you know I think there's I don't think he's a bad choice and I think he makes money and that's the same case of Warple and that I just think is a can I use that money better or can I get up to a better premium? But then that means bringing in another rookie. And I think that's the debate for everyone. Like hypothetically, I think say Chris will have in this discussion, you know, a Sheed and Zebel, or would you rather, um, let's say, drop it down to maybe a Josh Bruce and then you've got, you know, your LDU, Tom Mitchells, those sort of types. Is that a, you know, a balance? Um, and is those guys around that 150, 60 mark going to be reliable enough compared to some of these 330 guys? But is the 330 guys going to actually average that 90 to make enough cash? Um, so some good debate there. Forward line again, it's Dunks, Canelio, Rosie. So no dramas there. Menzi comes on the bench for the first time. I don't think in 154, he's the option. Um, I think... There's been some talk about Owen Davey. Um, there's definitely a, a spot there for an Essendon small forward. Tipper's obviously trying to come back with his fitness and that. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think that's more where it, where the talk's at. Um, but in saying that, you know, it, there might be some inside knowledge there. But 154 on my bench as well, outside of maybe putting Will Phillips. And that's, again, um, I think it's Cam McKenzie there at 180K. I just think it's too much to have on the bench and that um, I get trying to, the better rookies are usually the better scorers, but I think some of these guys are sub-risks as well, and it's a lot of money to spend on sub-risks, and that's where if you had a McKenzie down, and let's just say it's an Oscar Baker, um, depending if these guys play, but if, I, if I'm conscious on the fact that both of them could be sub-guys, I'd rather take the guy who's 60K cheaper um, and put on the bench, or have a loophole guy, like maybe a Chesser comes in here, um, we look at a Lockie Cowan, um, and then we move like a um, a, Weedle, a Weedle onto the field, so that's one way you could go about that there, and that, and then you've got 60 extra K up the bank, uh, uh, in the bank, so that's, you've already got 30, that brings you to 90, and then is it like, okay, we're now moving towards, can we get Warple up to someone, um, like a little bit more expensive there, you know, that, that gives you options, or just having that money in the bank for security. All right, so we got um, B Ports. Um, don't know actually what your actual name is, but that's what you go on Twitter. Uh, so here we see Redmond and Young, and I know the next one, uh, Will Day, which I know Benny Boy was talking about, potentially getting some midfield time and that. So I think he. Again, it's in that mixture of Warple, see what happens on that. Like, they're not terrible picks at the moment. There's no real terrible picks, but can that money be spent better? Is Hunter Clark the better option? He's been training with Lenny Hayes. Um, he's got a little bit more proven history there. Um, yeah, so that, that maybe a little food for thought of that. Um, I like Hayden Young. Is he going to able to reach 
you know, that top sort of six sort of guy. I think the problem with Fremantle is they've got multiple options. And we know they've got Luke Ryan, they've got Chapman. Um, on any given week, they can go huge, but it's not, they don't go, you know, I don't see them all going like, you know, averaging 110. Free are very dependent on how that team plays. Um, the opposition plays and how they deliver the ball into their forward line. Um, so some weeks Young gets off the chain, some weeks it's Ryan, some weeks it'll be Chapman. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see him going from, say, what's he, 92 um, up to like 110. It might be 100 and that. So I don't think it's terrible, but at the same time, yeah, it's around that same place as price as Dacos. Like Dacos could definitely, especially there's talk about him playing midfield, I feel more secure of him, but I get the option that people like the intercept markers and that. So um, something to think about there. Um, Nick Martin, that's a, that's the first time I've seen him. And I think he really needs to be, if you're going to pick him, put him in your forward line. Um, I don't get this love affection that people want to put these forwards and then move them later and stuff. Put your mids in your midfield. So Turk McCrane, Petrarca, this is actually a really different team, which is really interesting. Um, I like the long pick. I think he's an opportunity chance here to get some early games for West Coast. Um, who have they lost out of there? Was it Rioli? Um, I'm trying to think if they've lost they lost somebody else from that forward line as well from the small forwards. But Long is definitely looks a, like he's going to start round one for them. Not going to be a great scorer. West Coast aren't going to be a great team. But um, yeah, I think as one of those forward options, definitely worthwhile having a look at. Um, Petrarca is just so up and down. You can get Petrarca so much cheaper throughout the year. I think he dropped to 450 last year. So I don't think he's as, as good a pick as, say, a Crips or someone like that. Horn Francis, I'm really jury out about that. Um, again, that's in that price range of Hopper and Sheed. Like, Hopper, we know, is playing midfield. Sheed, most likely, is playing midfield. Horn Francis, you know, we don't know exactly where he's going to be playing. You know, there's different reports about how he's been off field and that. I'm, I'm not confident. If you've got some inside knowledge there, pass it on because I would love to hear it. Um, Darcy with Jackson, again, I'm not a, I'm not sold on that um, unless, you know, we see in that preseason matches that Jackson's playing like solely forward or solely back. But so far in all the um, match sim, Jackson's been first ruck. So Darcy's been playing trying to play more forward and work on his forward craft. So I think Darcy needs to come out of people's sides. Uh, forward line, uh, Malira, it's an interesting one, at 320. Uh, talk about him playing halfback. It's just his body. Like we see it all the time. We've had Malira in and out of our sides in other preseasons. So maybe it's Malira out, Martin forward, and then you bring in a hopper at that price or a sheet. I think that looks more safe than the, straight off there. Um, and, and I don't mind Nick Martin. If he looks like playing... On that wing, which all reports that he will be, um, yeah, it could be that real left field option. Um, yeah, he came in like on a house on five, awesome rookie for us last year. Can he, you know, continue to develop? And that I know Essendon really like him, so yeah, interesting one there. Uh, we've got Danny. So Danny's got uh, again Dawson, who's just been named Adelaide captain. Interesting choice because he's obviously only been there for twelve months, but obviously rate him really highly. So I don't think he's going to go down. I heard something about oh captains go down. No, not going to happen. He's going to be one of their best players. They might even look for him more now. Um, he might even bump up and kick some more goals, get around that midfield. Love the midfield too. Bond, Brayshaw, Cripps, awesome. Again, that that setup that we've talked about with so many people. First time I've seen the big O, I don't mind it. A couple of people have asked me about him um, hitting down to um, to 
Neil Dunkley and Ashcroft. Um, you know, we've talked about the rucks. I think they're going to be all around that same mark. Um, Big O's never been that 110 guy, but it could he be sold at that price and go 100? Is he more safe um, on field than Darcy Cameron Elisett? Well, his body definitely has been. So I don't mind that if you're, if you're talking about somebody who a bit set and forget, and if you're worried about Grundy sharing with Gorn, uh, you know, he's one of the few rucks that don't really share. Like Darcy Fort might play forward, um, maybe give him a chop out, but yeah, they... <sighs> Even there's some games last year, I think they had Darcy Ford as the sub. Um, so they always they were happy to go big O on that field. Uh, Martin appears again, so yeah, uh, it's good. At Comden, we've heard some a lot of reports. I don't think he's going to be a great scorer, but definitely looks like lining up in round one um, by everything we've heard there. So um, yeah, potential there. There's the Davy coming on there. Um, so yeah, no, so again, not too bad. Um, what do we got here? We got Luke. Uh, so, yeah, Sicily Dacos, yep, again, no real dramas with that, how it's set up there, midfield looks pretty solid, um, very similar to those structure, structures that we've talked about, Gilby, I think that must be a case of a more just trying to fit in cash for the 102 player, um, Bruce, yeah, that, that forward line, that I've actually had that forward line a few times, and that I've sort of debated between, outside of, I think it was more Rosie that went out and Taranto stayed, but yeah, with Cameron there as the backup in case English goes down, and I think if you're going to start English, you'd need to, you're hoping Cameron is fit, and you need Cameron in at F4, because English at any point could miss a week. I think English is by far the best ruckman in the league for Supercoach. He's going to go... 110, 115 when he's playing. But just the question is how many games in a row can he play? Um, he's absolutely built like sticky tape. But one year he's going to put it all together. His body's going to hold up and he's just going to dominate the competition. Uh, so we had, uh, I think that was Luke. So we must be on to Patters now. Um, yes, we are. So he's gone two of the bigger dogs, Stuart and Dawson with Dacos. Um, so that's pretty solid in the back line. Yeah, we've talked about Godar. Couldn't you get to Coffield, which I think with 10k you could. Charlie Grant Dean has to come out, mate. Um, look at uh, Luke Cowan from Carlton. Now that Williams has gone down, a lot of good talk about him. So there could be an easy option there. Um, midfield, yeah, some some really good players. Rosie again, you know, try to move him to the forward line if you can. Start those guys where their main position is. Uh, Marshall Lysip, yep, I like that. Uh, and this is probably where we, we've had that discussion before where you don't have, say, a sheet or a set of field on that. Is it better to go Rosie um, down to the forward line, Fife goes out, and then one of them, if you could sort of work some of your other cash potentially. Um, yeah, that's just the only person that Fife just doesn't... If Fife looks like in these preseason matches um, playing midfield, then it's a completely different story. But all reports is he's going to start in the... Um, forward square leading out from there and they just don't need him to do it they've got other guys I think Frio a little bit of regression this year they're trying to pump in some more kids build for the long term and I don't think it's going to have to be Fife through there so that's just my only concern with that but outside of that again all these teams yeah they're really solid just kind of little nitpicking with some of this stuff uh, Anders uh, Ed Richards for the first time yes uh Definitely got a more of a role. The the whole Bulldogs sort of lineup's been changed. Um, with this talk about Caleb Daniel running through a bit of that midfield, um, you've got we know what Bailey Dell's down there in the back line. 
Ed Richards halfback through that wing. Um, so definitely why he's on that halfback line. Like he's second half of the year. I owned him in a couple drafts and he was awesome to own. So can he go next level on that? Uh, there'd be a little bit more of that those points in the pies, especially Dunkley out. But if English misses games, you know, and they can still win. Uh, so yeah, I don't mind Richards and that. It's, it's left field, but yeah, definitely something like that could pay off. Is he going to be top six? I don't think so. Could he be top ten? Yes, yeah, for sure. A lot of the, any of these guys, you know, can everyone, um, especially you do see it every every year. Like the top ten's never the same for each position each year. If it was, we'd just you know we'd we'd already know what's um you know which players to tell you the choose. There's always chopping and changing. There's position players, young players get you know have that hit and, and sometimes it's just one player like Lewis Sinclair last year number one um, defender and that and he's pro like we think he should still have that role but Ross Lyon he might change things Sinclair might be the one that drops out completely a one-year wonder like there's no reason why Richards he couldn't be the one-year wonder this year we know Beveridge you know he's uh he's an interesting coach so yeah depending on what sort of roles that he's got set up for his players um Charlie Dean definitely needs to come out and uh, your forward line, your Marshall Cameron again. Um, yeah, um, Philip comes in. I think I've said that wrong, but he, um, I think he gets time again. And the problem with it is he a sub risk at some point there. 166k is a lot for a potential sub risk. Uh, at least with King or um, Bruce, if they've both, well, we know King definitely is going to play in Gold Coast forward line. Um, and he's not going to be a sub-risk. Josh Bruce as an option if he looks like he's getting that centre-half back intercepting role. Um, but the, the, at least we know those guys, if they're fit, they are playing and they, are, they aren't they are going to get subbed. Where, you know, just these sort of players do really do worry me because it's only going to take one week of them getting starting as the sub and they come on and score a 10 or a 15. And then your whole cash gen's, you know, stuffed. So, yeah, I'm a bit mindful of players like that. Uh, I think we've got Daryl. So we've got uh, Stuart, Dawson, Dacos there again. Like that back line. Charlie Dean goes out. Yeah, you've got Lockie Carey. You've got Cowan in. Good boy. Uh, like that. Uh, the midfield, Laird. Yep. Yeah, I don't care if it's Oliver or Laird or, or Neil. Just have one of them. Um, it's more reliable there. I do like Cripps and Steel. Steel is looking so trim and fit. Um, we know he tackles well. It's just a little question of how the Ross Lyon factor, um, how that all comes into play. But yeah, I, I do like him. Uh, and Paddy Cripps, we talked about before, with no Walsh and Hewitt, and, and we know he just can absolutely smash it. Uh, the two Collingwood boys in Grundy and Cameron, well, not anymore, but um, yeah, just there's questions about Grundy there. I know ben, um, Chris and I had this debate. I think Grundy can go 100 to 105. Chris thinks he doesn't get to 100 this year. It, it's a bit of a watch to see sort of how his role plays out. Is Marshall the better option? Yes, he is. That's the way I'd be going. But, you know, potentially if Gorn has injuries or if um, Gorn's playing a lot forward, well, you know, there, there's definitely scope there for Grundy. The problem is we saw that last year. Jackson actually started Ruck and he had the blind share and then they made the switch early on in the season. Grundy isn't a great forward, so you don't think that's going to exactly happen, but you just never know. Like, if things aren't working at Melbourne, uh, and you would think they should, but if things 
won't, um, or there, there's no reason why some games they might just go, oh, he's gone, you can do a bit more of the lion's share. Um, but I think at times Gorn might be the one that's subbed off, so it could work out. Grundy could have some good fourth quarters if Gorn does get subbed out to rest if they're winning easily. Um, yeah, it, it's a tough one there. I don't. It's not a bad pick. I just think he's in the mix with a lot of those other rucks. Um, so... Yeah, it's a thing for the Ruckman. I think we're not getting the old days where we had some of those Rucks going, you know, 110. Like, yep, here's set and forget kind of situation there. Uh, Four line, good, except for probably Bailey Humphreys. Um, just the role is going to be that mid-forward, 180K. Yeah, I'm not sold. And even, we've, we've talked about this with the rookies and that, like, sub-candidates then. So, um, at least they're... they're Easy to start high than go down, and we talked about that before. So, yeah, maybe keep them in now. Have a look how they go preseason. Look for whoever's that little bit cheaper that does go better. Bring that person in. You do have oh well, three hundred and seventy-two thousand. That's a I'm reading that right? Or no, sorry, seventy-two thousand. I was going to say like a three there, um, seventy-two thousand. So you've got that ability to get one of these guys maybe up to an Oscar Allen. Um, who's looking a bit more reliable at the moment and has the keys to the West Coast forward line. Uh, we've got, uh, I think it's not near B. Uh, so Stuart Doherty Dawson. Wow, the three big guys. That's fantastic. And that is it spending too much in your in your back line. That's 1.8 million. But you know these guys are going to be there. Unless they get injured, they're, they're going to be in the top six. Um, I'm, I'm extremely confident that they're going to be up. Something would have to go remarkably wrong for these guys not to feature up there. Uh, so, yeah, may as well start with them. But then, obviously, because of that, you've had to spend less money in that midfield. I've played with the idea of just having Oliver and Bont and just having the two and then a bit more value there. Noah Anderson, I do like. I think Tom Green's ahead of him, um, but I don't mind the pick. He's a, he is a true pod um, and somebody who, yeah, if he works well with Took there and Wits is hitting the ball down, that he gets so many CBAs, yeah, he could lift his game. I just don't know if he's lifting. Could he go 105, 110? Yes. Um, is he going 115, 120? I don't think so. But he's got the talent. Definitely has the talent. Warple, again, that's a bit of a wait and see. Um, for... The Rucks, yep, Lysett again, Marshall. Everyone seems to have Marshall, most people. So that Dylan Moore, my boy, yeah, I like that. So if it's not Dunkley, Rosie, Cogs, or Taranto, I think Moore is the obvious. If you're not going down to Cunnington, having Darcy Cameron there, or maybe a Zeebel type, um, it just depends how many midfield, how much midfield time he gets. He did score that 147, I think it was, without midfield time last year, but he definitely had a massive run when he got mid-minutes. So if he looks like he's getting CBAs and with Mitchell and Amira not there anymore, um, definitely somebody I'm interested in. But I just kind of want to see how that Hawthorne setup is um, this season. So, yeah, it's uh, a little up in the air. Maybe a bit too many rookies here. I'd prefer your Sin Richards sort of guys on the bench. Um, can you get sort of some of that cash? And that's where all this money is spent here. Maybe it has to be, say, a Warple, for example, down. You could go, like, save a bit of money, a Finn Callahan, or is maybe one of these other rookies kind of comes on. Um, you actually don't have um, Gimpy from West Coast, so maybe he comes on here. Uh, at Goda, maybe it's, say, Chessa for Goda. 
um, you get one of these other cheaper guys here um, and then it's a Gibney on field which would be fine because you would have had him on field there as it is and that 130k we go back to that forward line and that might able to get one of whichever one of these boys you want say Finlay McRae who seems to be the least out of the favorite he then can get anyone up to about 250 and there's a few options there that we've talked about all right we've got uh, super coached uh, so Himmelberg 100% loved him had him in my team lock and loaded he is now playing forward unfortunately he is out 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 it's such a shame because he would have been like an absolute lock for me so swap him either to Dacos but you've got 107k there so again it's maybe a Stewart a Doherty any of those all those ones around that price if you like Ridley Redmond you now some of those guys that have appeared Eddie Richards again like that um, yeah midfields uh, um, as we've sort of talked about there's that Gimby pick in that and we talked before about oh you know you move your butters and your rosies and all these guys I don't like seeing them in the midfield I would yeah and now I'm saying yeah, it's not bad to have your defender there the only difference there is it's a rookie I would prefer to have like say Chesser here or Wagner here and then Gimpy's more on field but if you're confident that Wade or McKenna are playing it does give that option so I've got no problem with you more your rookie forwards mids defenders playing on here it's more those mid prices or the premiums they should be in their main position so yeah I can live with that yeah as I said Finlay McRae maybe have a look at a different option there uh, Marshall Darcy Cameron yeah, it was pretty good. Sold in that, that we've talked about this. First time we've seen Aaron Francis. Um, yeah, well, he'll be, he could be in the discussion if he looks like lining up next to the McCarran boys down back. So definitely one to watch there. Obviously, he's gone to Sydney for a reason. So, yeah, might be getting some early games. So, yeah, one to definitely have a look at. All right, we've got Michael. We've got two more to go. Uh, this is my favorite setup, Stuart and Dacos, as I've said. Ben Long, I'm not sold on at all. I just can't warm to that. Maybe, maybe he gets that locked down, but Powell coming back from injury. Granted, Ellis plays down there, more the wing, but drops a half, but they've got a few options. I just, I think for three, if he was 250, we're having a completely different conversation. I just don't know. And, and maybe you are a bit of a Saint. I don't know if you're a Saints fan or not, but because you've got Caulfield in there, maybe Hunter Clark's the better option for that or even bows actually i don't think i've actually seen a lot of bows in here and i can't really recall seeing too many bows jack bows hasn't left my side so um that's that's a cheaper option charlie dean as we've said has to go um gimpy even if it's gimpy big out of long and that's where you get like your sheet set of field kind of type um there so that could be an option marshall lysett yep um and then that that that's my favorite setup in the forward line um yeah, with those four. I prefer like a Bruce or a King or something like that. And maybe that's Menzies. Did we see how much cash you had? 15K. Um, so maybe there's something we can do. Um, what we talked about there, maybe it's long down to one of those guys, creates a little bit more cash, gets Menzies up to a little bit more of a safer option. Um, unless, obviously, he, for whatever reason, looks like starting and not being a sub-risk. And yeah, and that but that forward line is, yeah, big tick there. And Simon to round us off so i think he was the first person to get in contact with me so uh, and here we go we see the bows so yeah i, li I like this sort of for um defense setup um 192 k in the bank that's brilliant 
Um, I don't know if you want to spend some more of that, but the team actually looks really good. Uh, Dawson and Yo, like, yeah, I like the idea. Maybe it's just the one big dog. There's so many options in this back line. Still could fit Caulfield. You could get one of the money up for that. Um, there's even like a Jaden Hunt. I'm not sold on that, but if he was to get the role, for example, Charlie Dean obviously has to go. So maybe get Weddle in um, for an extra 7K. That ticks that off. Laird and Oliver, yeah, beautiful. Even Bonner still there. Like this midfield's awesome. Um, and you've got the money, like Blakely, I'm not that sold on. Um, you don't have Ashcroft, so could some of that money again, that's 80K, get your Ashcroft, and then you've got that, that midfield I kind of nearly want to just copy. Um, yeah, big ticks there. Uh, and that forward line, let's see what's going. Marshall, Cameron again, awesome. And yeah, th actually, this this pretty well set up. It, it feels like it was one of one of my teams that I had a couple of weeks ago. I was really playing around with this and going, yep. Yeah. Um, I potentially just like Took a little bit more than Laird, but I think Laird's fantastic. Obviously, as we said, that captain option. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard to knock this this as I said, yeah, Dean, Blakely, the rest looks pretty solid. Um, it's just the question is uh, now people more now move into that four deep. But yeah, I think Oscar Allen, if he looks like um, he's fit and firing, which he all all reports he is, and you know he's, everything it matches him, he's doing well. Yeah, definitely holds up there. Um, Riccardi's a bit of a surprise there. I don't know if that what reason he's sitting there, unless there's something you know. Um, there's no sort of loophole there, so uh, maybe take him up and uh, upgrade. I don't think you've got Jury, do you? No, so that's an easy spot maybe to a Blake Jury, um, who looks like getting a bit more of a role for North, especially if, uh, he, well, he's been more in that A, a team or the Probables, I think they call them, where Gota's been the one that's out. So, yeah, that is that. So thank you for uh, everybody for sending in those teams and that. We'll definitely do this as we get closer to the season. Again, I'm happy to, uh, even if you just want a message and, and talk through what people are thinking. But yeah, no, everyone's got different structures. Uh, you know, there's no right or wrong here. If Ben or Chris had a look at some of these teams, they might say a few things different. Uh, but also have a look. Yeah, it's a good opportunity to have a look what other people are doing and you might think, oh, actually, that could work as my setup or that one um could um like i don't like playing favorites but that that last one there from simon yeah i definitely have had uh i'm pretty soft around around some of those selections and i've got a real soft spot for that so yeah that ruck line up i think that's gonna be if cameron looks like lining up round one with no problems with his hammy i think that's gonna be very popular so yeah you know as i said no right or wrong answers you know that's just my opinion one of many opinions out there in the super coach world but um, yeah, definitely um, we'll get more information, especially come that uh, Feb 23rd, 24th weekend. Um, yeah, as we get to see actually how teams are structuring up for, and because there's only two practice matches, you might in that hit out where they're playing, some teams are doing like six quarters and stuff like that. We're probably going to see some rookies get their opportunity, um, but then get into that following weekend where the, um, you know, I think there's only that one official practice match weekend. Um, and we'll definitely see what probably the best 22s are lining up. What's that on March the 2nd? That kicks off on the Thursday. Uh, so we'll, we'll definitely have all the information we need by then, um, unlike those old um, pre-season cups where they were three weeks, and one week you had like mostly rookies. Week two, some of the older guys come in, and then week three we get the proper side. Yeah, one week of proper practice matches, uh, and then the, the, the early hit out, yeah, we get, we get a better look out. 
of um, how these teams should line up. So that's it. Enjoy. Check out the rest of our content and um, we'll talk soon. Bye.